Pats pals, Foxborough friends, football freaks, and gridiron geeks, we welcome you to the latest edition of New England Training Camp Live, brought to you by Odyssey Sports, and of course coming to you from your friends at 93.7 FM, WEEI, and the WEEI Sports Radio Network. My name is Nick Fitzy Stevens. Happy to have you here on today's show again. We're going to be joined by Ben Volan of the Boston Globe, Patriots beat writer and columnist of the NFL extraordinaire. Ben Volan will join us in just a couple of minutes. We've got a lot of juicy stuff to talk about today, including Bill Belichick in his first interview on the Greg Hill Show this morning. I thought it was a uh, an understated, reserved, mostly pleasant Bill Belichick, maybe he does enjoy getting those reps in nice and early, just like he enjoys getting those squats in in that viral photo after the joint practices in Philadelphia. Some tasty nuggets and some good takeaways from him and, of course, Josh McDaniels yesterday that we'll share with you guys. We've got some interesting news on Cam Newton and his absence from the team this week. Sadly, it does involve the great pandemic of the last year and a half and what it seems like was a crossing of the wires in terms of medical visits and protocols for the 2021 season and of course we will take a quick look at Giants week and how things are going to shake out for the Patriots in their last joint practice sessions this week with the New York football Giants Joe Judge former special teams coach with the Patriots Mr. Football himself Harry the Hardo um going to be an interesting week down there leading up to the final pretend season game Sunday from MetLife Stadium so this morning Bill Belichick was on the Greg Hill Show, like I said. But yesterday, uh, yesterday, Josh McDaniel spoke to the topic at hand. Now, we, we discussed Friday with Evan Lazar from CLNS Media the idea that uh, it's pretty clear to all parties at this point that uh, Cam is your starter and Mac is on a great track to come in. Uh, he'll be, he can definitely, he could start right now if he had to, I guess. But it looks like, it looks like Mac. Mac will be the backup. He got you got the Mac up quarterback. I apologize. I'll take a lap for that one after the show. Uh, and Cam is your starter now. He looked good against Philadelphia. I know it was against the second team reps. Um, hold on one second. Just letting our guests know they'll be joining us in a couple minutes. So, um, yeah, Mac looks good, uh, but it's definitely going to be Cam for the starter. But things could get. We had a little wrinkle thrown in this week that we'll talk about in a second. But Josh McDaniels was asked about this yesterday during a media availability and then bill was asked about it this morning on the greg hill show so uh let's first hear from josh mcdaniels in his sunday football zoom tacular talking about if cam is the starter and what that is going to look like for the patriots here we go do you already have an idea of who your starting quarterback will be um in week one and at what point do you you know, start to work with that quarterback for the Dolphins. Or what's the timeline? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know this is going to sound silly, but I mean, I haven't really worried about it. I mean, I think that that decision, you know, from from Bill will 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 be made when the time is right to make it. I mean, Cam certainly is um, is the is the starter now, and he has done a good job. You know, he's gone in there, he played well the other night, um, he's practiced well, and. Um, but, you know, I know those guys are really competing hard and we're giving them an opportunity to compete and play a lot of football. So. All right. So standard issue, Belichick oriented McDaniels 101. Cam's done a good job. Looks like he's our starter. We haven't named a starter. We're not going to reveal anything to you because that's how we do. And of course, they revisited that very same topic this morning with Greg and Courtney 
Curtis Wiggs and Ken on the Greg Hill Show in Bill's first interview. And you got most of the same response uh, with maybe a couple more details. Bill, you said a couple times that Cam Newton is your starter. What do you have to see and when do you have to see it for that opinion to change? Well, I, you know, I think that the fact that Cam started last year and he's here, somebody's going to have to play better than him. I mean, we're not just going to, you know, take a job and say, okay, here, this is, you know, gift wrapped for somebody, you know. But training camp is all about competition, and it it doesn't – I mean, there's an element to who the starter is, but there's also a competition, and in the end the competition is going to decide – how things go in any given year. And I think everybody on the team is really in the same boat. It's no different. Like the player's name doesn't matter. It's whatever you did last year is okay. Great. Whether it was good or it wasn't so good. This is a new year. This is a new opportunity. And each one of us has to establish our level of performance this year, no matter what position we play. Okay. So that's pretty much what you would expect from Bill Belichick. He went on to later tell Courtney Cox, following along those lines that it's difficult and the real key of the preseason in this unusual and adjusted preseason with there only being three pretend football games and not four is gauging a player's preparedness and their NFL ability, not just based on how they look in practice, but how they look against first teamers and second teamers and third teamers. Uh, It's a very difficult process. And this may be the most important preseason that the Patriots have gone through ever during Belichick's time. Uh, so we, so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to think, you know, you know, Hey, Mac or some of these other guys might look great as you know, Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson is leading the NFL in rushing yards this preseason, but he's been mostly seeing second and third teamers as he's been plowing through lines, 10 missed tackles forced in that Eagles game. He's got four rushing touchdowns, you know, but he's doing that against the second and third teamers. Like we said, uh, so, a lot on the table for the Patriots to evaluate right now. Cam supposedly still the starter. We'll see if uh, this sort of COVID altercation that's taken place this week has anything to do with it. Now, this other topic I'm fascinated by regarding McDaniels and Belichick, and we got a couple of quick clips, and then we're going to let Ben Volan join the show to talk about Cam and the COVID issue plus the starter and more, uh, is the idea of both of them potentially playing in a game. I had mentioned this in a column Way back when on WEI.com, I thought the idea of a Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, and then whoever was going to be the other quarterback type of scenario would work out. Then I saw that it was Mac Jones, and I thought, oh, this is amazing. We can have a modern-day Chris Leak, Tim Tebow kind of situation. This is Winston, but a sharper, smarter, more accurate version of Winston. And yes, probably a slightly uh, slightly larger, but albeit a little slower version of Taysom Hill in Mac and Cam. Why not? keep the defense guessing why not make sure they have to prepare for two quarterbacks every week why not diversify the playbook and your offensive portfolio rob ninkovich friend of the greg hill show wei and of course the new england patriots and bill belichick said he expects them to do something like that so mcdaniels was asked about it and then coach belichick this morning so here's josh yesterday on the topic of both of them potentially playing do you ever see a scenario where you could have both quarterbacks play a role in the same game I haven't thought about it at all. You know, I mean, honestly, our our focus is on trying to get them to do everything that they're practicing or doing in the games um, to the best of their ability and seeing them improve and and focusing on the things where maybe this is an area we need to get better at. And I have not stopped for one second to think about, you know, how to utilize multiple people in the same game. 
Okay, hogwash, Josh McDaniels, I do not believe you. You have thought out every scenario. That's why you're Josh McDaniels. That's why you're the Patriots' offensive coordinator. That's why they do your Josh. That's why you are basically the offensive right-hand man uh, and a second mind of Bill Belichick in the war room, in the locker room, before the game, after the game, on the field, in the film room, and everywhere possible. Of course you guys have thought it out because Bill Belichick didn't rule that scenario out today and gave what I thought was my favorite answer during his 25-minute interview on the Greg Hill Show. Can you ever see yourself platooning two quarterbacks? Uh, you know, it's, those specific questions like that are really, are really hard to answer. I mean, here's what I'll always say. I will always say I'm going to do what's best for the team. I'm going to do whatever I can to help the team win. So if that's, you know playing a guard in the backfield, then we'll play guard in the backfield. If it's, you know, putting 10 defensive backs on the field, if that's what it is, then maybe we put 10 defensive backs on the field. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to rule out anything. If I think it's – if something would help us win, then I would consider it. So, you know, that's – you know, the goal is not to, like, have this happen or have that happen. It's to, you know, work through our system and – ultimately do what we feel like is you know best for the team that's my favorite line right there what's best for the team what's in the best interest of the football team he didn't rule it out would it surprise me if we saw 10 defensive backs on the field at the same time maybe but then again it's bill belichick have we seen a guard in the backfield before yes they've used many guards as lead backs even last year on the failed goal line effort to score in the final play of the seattle game mike on when uh, I, I think actually they may have actually used a guard as a fullback because they just telegraphed from a mile away. Hey, Cam's going to try to run the ball in the end zone so we can get this surprising win. Spoiler alert, they didn't, and they lost. Uh, I could see it happening this year. If I had to go up to a window, granted you can only bet in eight states, but if I could go up to a window right now, put down my hard-earned American Bitcoin, and say I would like to place a bet on whether or not the Patriots use two quarterbacks on a play or in multiple plays this year, I would say yes. Yes! Yes, they will. And that's what's going to make it fun. So long as both quarterbacks are healthy. And on that subject matter, we hit the admit button and we welcome our guest on the show right now. Coming to you from the Boston Globe uh, is my pal and yours, the lead Patriots writer and NFL columnist at the Boston Globe. Mr. Ben Volan joins us on New England Training Camp Live. We got some juicy topics at hand, Ben. How are you today, pal? What's up, Fissy? How are you doing today? Hey, man, if ever there was a day that I could or would want you, of all people, to join me on this show, today is the day. In light of the news that came out a couple hours ago regarding Cam Newton and some, uh, I won't say breach of protocols, but maybe some crossing of the medical wires, today is the day. Uh, but first, I want to ask you this. I just shared some audio with the audience about the idea that maybe... Uh, because Josh spoke to it yesterday, and then earlier this morning on Gush, the Greg Hill show, uh, Bill addressed the idea of platooning the quarterbacks or potentially using two quarterbacks at the same time. Do you think uh, Ninkovich has said he expects them to do that as much because it'll keep uh, defenses up at night and keep them guessing? Um, I, I've always thought there could be some sort of Winston Taysom Hill type of uh, section in the playbook. Do you think that'll ever happen on the Pats this year? I don't think it'll be a significant part of their offense at all. Maybe it's something you try in the red zone once in a while, a couple times a season. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay. you know, to me, 
it, it just doesn't make sense. If Cam, well, first of all, Cam Newton's skills, you, you would think that the mobile quarterback, he is more uh, of a weapon in short yardage and in the red zone. So if they mm-hmm. would do a platoon, you would think it would be Mac Jones kind of starting drives. Then you bring Cam in uh, in the red zone. And uh, to me, if Mac Jones is good enough to be on the field to move you between the 20s, he's good enough in the red zone. And, you know, he might not be able to scramble, but neither could Tom Brady. And he was pretty, pretty deadly in the red zone. And so to me, it's like you play your best quarterback. And, yeah, you know, maybe you bring in Cam once in a while while Mac is the quarterback and maybe Cam can be – like, a, you know, you line him up at wide receiver and you can motion in him into the backfield and all that. So you, there are opportunities for little gimmicks, but that, that really shouldn't be, I don't think, a major package in your offense. And uh, I, I really don't think it makes sense to do it the other way, to have Cam as your quarterback and to have Mac come in in spurts because um, if, if you know, Cam is not good enough to be your passing quarterback, then you should just play Mac Jones, you know. So I, I I really do believe in that old cliche that when you have two quarterbacks you have none, and that you know the 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 Saints made it work a little bit with with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, you know you also have a very well established quarterback in Drew Brees uh, who who can maybe deal with that a little bit, that you know there there are certainly egos at play here with Cam Newton and with Mac Jones uh, involving a platoon and. Uh, so I, you know, and, and then there are leadership questions that you're, you know, inside the locker room that you're creating when you have two quarterbacks like that. I think if you're Belichick, you pick one and you stick with it. If it's still Cam Newton, I, I think you ride with Cam until he's just holding the team back, and and then you put in Mac Jones. And if Mac Jones is is the better option at this point, then I think Belichick should just ride with him. So I'm really, I really don't think that the Patriots are going to do much of a two quarterback offense this year. Yeah, I understand the idea that when you have two quarterbacks, you have one major problem, which is that you don't have a defined starter. And I might also argue that Mac Jones, in his development and how he's looked so far in this preseason, granted it is, it's only two pretend football games and he's faced largely second and third unit defenses at this point. Mac Jones might actually look better than the Drew Brees who was sadly trotted out there in that multiple interception defeat against the Bucks back in January. I just, I just can see the Patriots in a season where they're still transitioning, you know, maybe bringing out Super Cam and his buddy McLennan uh, a couple of times just to sort of, just to knock defenses off their feet, just to sort of try to put that extra element uh, of surprise or intrigue in their heads because, look, they have some decent, they have a decent wide receiver room probably when the wide receiver room is performing at its best. They have a good to very good tight end room, this Boston Tea Party 2.0, if they can actually stay healthy and neither John Smith nor Hunter Henry has ever played a full season of football. So I see these Patriots as a team that's going to have to try to figure out every last little something they can do. But Cam is by all, by all accounts right now, the starter. So that's the direction they're going to trend. And it doesn't make sense to bring in Mac just for the sake of like, Oh, Mac's going to throw one here. I'm a huge fan of the old Tebow leak system that urban Meyer used on the way to the national championship in January, 2007. But I don't, I don't think we'll be seeing that this year either. Um, regarding Cam, though, and solidifying his starter status, we had that news that broke this morning. I think, who first shared it this morning? Was that uh, Burt Breer or Mike Giardi, or, or was it Phil Perry, the whole um, statement from the Patriots on Cam Newton's travel status and the fact that he's going to be out this week? Yeah, I don't know who was first, but I know that Cam wasn't at practice, and then minutes later uh, they, they sent out the statement, and 
um, you know, this, this is something it's characterized as, you know, they misunderstood the, the COVID protocols and that is definitely, you know, what happened, but what it really is, is it means that Cam Newton, it's further confirmation that he's not vaccinated. And to me, it's just very surprising yep. that he would, he would do this to himself. This is a, a choice that he's making and it really does hurt your availability. Like forget the whole debate about the public health right now, just for football wise, it really does put your availability at risk. And for a guy who's clinging to the job and has a first round pick breathing down his neck, I'm just, I'm very surprised that Cam would put himself through this. Now he's giving Mac Jones three days of practice, you know, tons of reps this week. Uh, he's Cam's going to miss the first day of joint practices with the giants. Surely Belichick is thinking of this. I can't necessarily rely on this guy because there are so many different instances where unvaccinated players have to sit out for five days or 10 days or what have you. And just their availability is very much in question. And I mean, we saw it with the Vikings last month, uh, their top three quarterbacks, one guy got it, two unvaccinated quarterbacks were close contacts. They all had to sit out for at least five days. And if the Vikings had to play a game that week, they would have had to go with their fourth string quarterback. Um, so Cam is, you know, absolutely putting his, his roster spot, uh, you know, his starting spot at, at risk here by not getting vaccinated. I'm just very surprised by that. So, you know, now it's Mac, jo Mac Jones's opportunity. Supposedly he was pretty inconsistent at, at, at practice today. Um, maybe the most in inconsistent that he's been so far in camp. So I don't know if it will matter, but I just, you know, it's, it's something that's going to be in Belichick's mind throughout the season that this quarterback, his availability is going to be in question. And this could this could be cause for concern. Yeah, regarding Cam, this could be a reason why you end up seeing two quarterbacks because Cam Newton and we don't know if Mac Jones, by the way, he didn't want to answer the question. He, he hasn't had to wear a mask on the field, so I can't confirm or deny whether or not Mac Jones has been vaccinated. And look, I hate talking about vaxing up. I'm vaccinated. I'm pro vaccine. But it's like mentioning party politics when you're on the radio or, or at a dinner table. Like you just know you're going to see a side of the table that's red, a side of the table that's blue, and there's going to be purple anger all over the middle of it. I, it drives me nuts too, Ben. But just getting down to football availability, securing your job and being the, like that's Belichick's favorite ability. Put that one up on the cliche board. I'll put a buck in the jar later. You know, the best ability is availability. And like you said, if Cam has Mac, Cam's the starter, and he's looked good enough-ish to hold on to the job, and I think he deserves a chance to play now, given what he went through last season, the progress that both McDaniels and Belichick have said he's made, and the way we've seen him play so far, you at practices a lot, me with the preseasons and a couple practices, he looks good enough to warrant a shot and see how far he can take this team while Mac develops. If you give Mac Jones somebody who is ultra competitive and who you know is not that far in closing the gap daily in terms of readiness and preparation, if you give him a chance to get out there and show the coaches, guys, I got this. Don't give it back to him like, I can do this, even though I'm a rookie and I'm only the tender age of 22. That's a massive mistake for Cam. And for anyone who may not know, the statement from the Patriots said, quote, on Saturday, Cam Newton traveled to a club-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England area. He received daily COVID tests, which were all negative, due to a misunderstanding, uh, author's note, that seems really strange from the Patriots, and author's note, about tests conducted away from NFL facilities and as required by the NFL PA protocols, Cam will be subject to a five-day entry cadence process before returning to the facility. I, that's just like, I, you know... It just blows, it blows my mind too, that Cam would put himself at risk personally 
even if he already had it and he saw what it did to him last year, and then B, knowing this could jeopardize his job. If Mac Jones grabs this, sorry, bud, but uh, you know, Mac and Cheese just Wally pipped your ass, and that's the end of the that's the end of the show right there. Yeah, and like of all the places to do that, you know, here in New England, how well do we know that story of, you know, with Drew Brees and excuse me, Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady right. you know, twenty years ago. So um you know, it's it's fresh in everyone's uh, mind here in Patriot Land. You, you you give up your opportunity, you don't necessarily get it back. And that was Tom Brady's mantra. That was why he was such a maniac about giving up snaps and blowouts and preseason games and things like that. You just don't want to give the guy the other chance. And so, you know, it seems like Cam thought that he could go out of town and continue to test, and that would count as part of his, you know, daily cadence or what have you. Um, but the NFL rules are clear only, you know, cam the only tests that count for him are ones that happen in Foxborough. So I guess he could go, you know, he could have like taken one in Foxborough on Saturday morning, go to his appointment and be back by Sunday morning. But I, I guess he just didn't take the, the test in time. So he's back. So now the fact that I, I think the way he was looking at it was he'd missed today's practice Monday and then maybe Tuesday, but he'd be back by Wednesday, which is the joint practice against the Giants. Now he's missing that. He can't come back till Thursday, which means, you know, his testing started on Sunday. Day one was Sunday. So, you know, and if he gets COVID, that's 10 days that he's got to sit out. I mean, we're at just least. That- if he gets COVID, it's at least 10 days. You never yeah, know how. Just, I mean, that's like the bare minimum. Of it, right? He's going he's gonna to be negative the whole time. So, again, and for a guy that just went through this last year, um, you know, he got COVID and his season pretty much went downhill from there. It's very surprising to me that he, he's putting himself through this and he's risking it all. And, um, you know, I, again, I think Belichick would prefer to sit Mac Jones early in the year and make sure he's kind of overprepared when it's time to play Mac Jones. But y- you throw him out there, if, if you know, if he has to play Mac Jones because Cam has a COVID issue or whatever, you never know what Mac Jones can do when, when the, the lights come on. And if he surprises everyone and, and looks in command early on, Mac, uh, Cam Newton probably isn't getting his job back. So, um, you know, this is a big deal. And as you mentioned, Mac Jones has not been wearing masks. There's no reason to think that Mac Jones isn't vaccinated at this point. And that, to me, is just a huge advantage working in Mac Jones's favor. I mean, you think about the cold, calculating – the just cutthroat nature of Belichick and the things that we've seen him do over the last couple of decades. Do you think as much as, as fond as he's been of Cam, uh, with all the wreaths he's he's thrown at his doorstep for the energy, the teamwork, the leadership, being willing to step in there on no money and, you know, and throw himself to the wolves of Boston sports media and Patriots fandom and, you know, and tra- just barely survive and hopefully ultimately thrive. Do you think Bill Belichick at this point now is going to say, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to take the chance that I'm going to start an unprepared quarterback by Cam Newton being unvaccinated and uh, learning two days before, you know, the Tampa game, learning October 1st, like, oops, Cam broke protocol. He's out for 10 days. I mean, that's the Belichick. Everything in Foxborough, everything in the Belichick era, Ben, is all about attention to detail and controlling the situation. And if somebody else grabs hold of the narrative, I think Belichick's going to grab it back. So, yeah, I think now this is – there. Max chances of being the starter just went up, I'd say probably 10, 15%. Just by availability. And, but, but you know what? Yep. I mean, I, I don't know if this incident necessarily changed. The calculus was always there. The, like, even before Cam had an incident, 
you know, by not getting vaccinated, Belichick already knew that there was a risk that at any moment this could happen. And I think the fact that it happened in August just crystallizes for us on the outside how how many risks there are going to be that it's almost like a minefield that Cam's going to have to navigate throughout the season just to make sure that he's, uh, you know, active and, and on the roster. But, I, like, I think Belichick already knew all that. And so I, I, it, it's just something that very heavily weighs in Mac Jones's favor. And I think that's also why they have Hoyer, just in case – Mac really isn't ready, which I'm not sure. I think they do like what they've seen from Mac Jones, but just in case they can always the break, you know, in case of emergency glass on Brian Hoyer and, you know, get an okay performance, something out of him. Uh, <laughs> honestly, this team, this team, I think they just need a quarterback who doesn't commit turnovers. Cause I think they're going to have a very good defense, yes. very good running game. You know, you're talking about how they need to, you know, introduce the annexation of Puerto Rico into their offense. I think it's the opposite. Just high <laughs> formation up the middle and just run it and be safe and punts are fine and field goals are good. And I think they're going to win ugly, but it's, I think they've got a good enough defense to win that way this year. Yeah, I'm all for, uh, you know, I'm all for the ugly dubs this season as well. Running special teams, 17. I thought that was the case last year, but they just didn't have the manpower. Now, obviously, they beef things up on both sides of the ball with a good draft and a quarter billion dollars in free agency. Uh, Two more for you, Ben, uh, and then we'll let you rock and roll with your uh, rainy Monday. Um, hope uh, hope you and yours, uh, and by you and yours, I mean like a couple of branches in your yard and maybe the, uh, trying to get the mail in were okay by Hurricane Henry. Whew, boy, that was something, huh? Uh, <laughs> number one, who's caught your uh, – who are from your notes at practice and watching the games? Who's popped in all the – like in all for all the right reasons and in all the wrong directions for you so far for these 2021 Pats? Um, the two guys I love on offense, I mean, Damian Harris, and that's more just the way he looks out there. I mean, he just, he looks eager and ready and he's got a, he's a real big, thick running back. And I love those types. And I think, I think this guy's ready to break out, you know, 1200 yards, double digit touchdowns. I just, Uh, I love watching Damian Harris. Yeah. I love Mm. Damian Harris out there. Let me get a, can I get a beer please? (laughs) God. Uh, I need a a salty snack right now. Like, no, he looks, he looks, no, he absolutely looks dynamite and he looks, he looks the part. And I'd say the way Belichick has spoken about him too, it sounds like he's full well ready to just give him the rock and say, like, you're in charge right now. Yeah, I I, I do think he's in line for a big season. And uh, Johnu Smith, of all the guys they brought in, I love this guy. Um, he a, a man his size should not run as fast as he does. He's kind of a big freak that way. I mean, they'll run a jet sweep to him, and he'll cut the corner, and he'll beat the, the defense out to the corner. And, I mean, this guy is just – he is fast coming across the middle and – uh, Josh McDaniel is going to have so much fun moving him around H back, you know, slot out wide. You know, I had one football guy tell me like, watch for them to run a lot of three by one where he's the one, you know, on the opposite Ooh. side. And it'll be such a tell for the quarterback, whoever goes out to defend him. That's the, you can read what the coverage is, you know, is it a linebacker? It's probably man to man or a safety. Is it a cornerback? Well, then, you know, they're probably in zone coverage. So, um, just the way, and, and he's, he, he laid a great block to in practice to spring a, a running back for a big run. I love Johnny Smith. I think of all the free agent signings, I think he's going to have a big year. And on defense, uh, everyone's in love with Matthew Judon. Everyone's ready to pledge allegiance to him as like the new great 
Patriot defender. It looks like maybe the Adelis Thomas project has worked out this time for Belichick signing away an expensive Raven on defense. That is a hybrid and can do a lot of things. Uh, Anybody else back there catch your eye and all the right, like like a Joan Williams? Does a Joan Williams make the team? Does he make the Ben Volan 53? I think he does just because he has such rare size at 6'4", and they've been playing him some at safety, and he can play corner, you know, also as well. So that just – I know it hasn't worked out so far, but he – with his size, I think, he, you know, that, that kind of earns him a roster spot. And they're trying to teach him some versatility so they can use him in a few different situations. The guy I love is Adrian Phillips, who uh, yes. really I thought had a great second half of last year, really settled into kind of that Patrick Chung role, you know, the linebacker safety hybrid, do it all Swiss army knife kind of thing. And he's been, he's just been making plays here in camp uh, in coverage. They're going to send him after the quarterback. He's in run force. Adrian Phillips, I think, I, I believe he led the team in tackles last year, had over a hundred tackles. He did. Yeah. And just, you know, fills up the stat sheet. Lots of little different things. Uh, I, I, I'm a big Adrian Phillips guy, and I think year two, he, he's going to have a really good impact in that defense. Yeah, and who better for – Kyle Duggar, you want to talk about just having the best mentors out there in uh, Adrian Phillips, who's, like you said, leading tackler, the veteran leadership of Devin McCourty. Uh, side note also, Devin McC- just learned uh, from a tweet from Evan Lazar a little while ago, Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty on their own time, put together a team on COVID vaccination awareness and education for the team just to try to help get the team up to 100% vaccination like the Falcons and such. So I thought that was a pretty awesome gesture. Shows you the distance these guys are willing to go on and off the field to help their team out. Um, what do you think was the last one? What, what's, uh, what are we going to see in Giants week this week? Should we be ready for a little Sterling Shepard fight club? Are we going to get ready for a little Joe Judge hardball down there? I'd, I'd love to see. Nothing I would love more than like a 106-man rumble at midfield between the Giants and the Pats. Let's mix it up. Yeah, uh, I can pretty much guarantee that between Belichick and Joe Judge, that will not happen this week. They are definitely reading their teams the riot act. And not to mention, half the Giants roster, it's like Nate Ebner and Nate Solder and all these guys that have been here forever. So I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be a love fest. It's going to be s'mores and midfield, you know? (laughs) um, (laughs) No, but they're going to work them pretty good for two days. I I do know that. And I think Joe Judge already said that Daniel Jones is going to play the first half. And Ooh, I'm guessing good. Mac Jones is going to start this week because Cam's only going to have, you know, the la- like he can return Thursday and the game is still Sunday. So maybe Mac does still get the start or excuse me, Cam, maybe Cam still does get the start. But I would think that with Mac getting all the work this week, maybe, maybe you give him the opportunity and see what the kid can do. Um, so, uh, and it seems split around the league. Half the teams are treating this as the last preseason game. Let's not get anyone hurt. And then half the teams are treating this as the third preseason game. Let's use this as a dress rehearsal. So uh, you'll be shocked to know that Bill Belichick hasn't tipped his hand either way, uh, but I would expect, yeah, shocking. I know, Uh, but I would expect uh, the Patriots starters to get some work on, on, I think it's Sunday night. Yeah, because you get a bye week basically. So in essence, I like the fact that they're treating it like a third preseason game and you just do away with the slap and tickle fest. That was the battle for position 53 in the fourth preseason game. Uh, Ben, great stuff as always, my man. Um, Every guest who appears here does not get uh, a parting gift because we don't have any sponsored items to give away, just an IPA or a cold beer the next time I see you. But you do have to give me a prediction for the season. Last Monday, Elliot Shore Parks from 94 WIP said, here's my prediction. Take whatever your win total was for the Patriots and divide it in half. That's how offensively challenged I think this team is. But Friday, Evan Lazar told me that he thought the Patriots were... 11 win potential and should be able to snag a wild card. 
Where do you fall on your far too away, sure to go wrong prediction for the 2021 season? Yeah, uh, call me a homer if you must, but I'm I'm on the Evan Lazar side. I think 11 and six oh! is, is very reasonable. You know, 10 and seven, 11 and six. Let's go. Uh, I think they'll there compete with Buffalo for the division. Look, I'm assuming Cam's going to be the quarterback. Uh, who knows? But I do think just the, the talent is much better last year. I think Belichick going seven and nine with that team last year is actually a decent coaching job. They just had horrible talent. And I think yeah. the talent has been significantly upgraded. The offensive line should be a lot better. The defense should be a lot better. I don't think the schedule is very daunting. They don't have too many long uh, road trips. I think they only go out West once. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think it all kind of, I mean, the, the opening stretch especially is not that daunting. Uh, and they could they could have a hot start where maybe they're not one of the best teams in the NFL, but they still wake up and they're five and one. So I I I like the Patriots to bounce back this year. Um, I really and and if I can give you a really hot take, I think they're going to. Oh, they have, oh, please! I think they have a I think they have a chance of pulling off the upset in Week Four. I think this is going to be, oh. you know, oh. Brady tends to sometimes has some struggles in the first month of the season and. It's yeah. going to be Belichick's, you know, Super Bowl. He's going to throw the kitchen sink at Brady. He's got to – I mean, if Belichick loses this game after what Brady did last year, that would just be, you know, horrible for his ego and his reputation. So I think Belichick's going to go all out, and I, I like the Patriots in the upset over the Bucks. Now, see, I'd been laughed off the airwaves. I've been mocked on the social medias. Uh, you, you name it, people have busted my footballs over it. I've said the game's going to be an under, and it'll be decided by a field goal. You're telling me that the hottest take you can offer here, Pats could pull off the upset week four. Oh, yeah, my why God. not? It's that at would home. be. I, th- I think so. T- I'm, I'm in it. They're not going to get blown off their own field that night. Brady, you know Brady's going to come out way too fired up for his own good. He'll have a great second half. I don't think he'll have a good first half, and I think the Patriots will do just enough to stay in the game. Well, I just I look at these situations. Which team? Which side is more desperate? And I view the Belichick side as like really needing a win here. They, I mean. There for a week four game, he's going to go. Aren't you just so fascinated too to see how Belichick defends Brady and just how the mm. chess match unfolds? And I, I think he's going to have stuff cooked up for Brady. And Patriots defense is going to come to play, and they're going to do enough on offense. It's it's early in the season. Brady and the Bucks offense will be a little bit out of sync. We've read that book a thousand times. Uh, so without knowing, you know, any sort of injury situation or how anyone looks whatsoever, I'm taking the Patriots in the early upset over the Bucks in week four. It's not just because I'm in my late forties or I tend to stay up too late watching sports highlights and enjoying adult beverages. I don't sleep that well to begin with Ben. I'm not planning on getting much rest between now and October 3rd. I'm predicting, here's my prediction. You're going to get the finale of mash sized ratings for that football game. Might be the highest rated regular season game in the history of football on your television box. It's just, it's, it is the most compelling theater possible. Do they shake hands? Do they talk? Will there be a tribute video? How do the fans respond to Brady? How does he play? What does Belichick do to defend him? It's going to be sick. There's just so much, uh, but we got to focus on giants week at hand. We got a little bye week after that. Then of course, 425 on Sunday, the 12th dolphins at the Pats to kick off the first 17 game season as always Ben time. Well spent with you every time, put another beer in the books from your old pal Fitzy and uh, we'll read you and talk to you soon. Where can the people um, see you, read you and hear you, bud? Sure. Uh, check out on Twitter at Ben Volan and please read at bostonglobe.com. All right, my man, take care of yourself. Be well, and we'll talk soon. Okay. All right, Fitzy. Be good, man.
Thanks, brother. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe joining us today on New England Training Camp Live. All right. That was a very fun chat. Uh, I wanted to have Ben in, especially today, given that Cam Newton news, not just because Ben has been very pro-vax and because Ben is a little, you know, disturbed, like some people are over the fact that it seems that a large portion of the population is anti-vax. And now here we are flaring up with the Delta variant and we're starting school and there's new mass mandates and everything. But also just the idea, like, like I mentioned, this is Bill Belichick. He's cold. He's calculating. It's always about what's in the best interest of the football team. And if he sees something like this, whether or not Mac plays well enough, as, as we shared in that clip earlier, talking about, again, what's in the best interest of the football team. Right now, Cam has looked the best. Mac would have to do something to beat him out. Or Bill didn't mention, but maybe this is in that beautiful little mind of his, maybe Cam missing out and Mac doing just enough to convince him he can start could alter the plans. I still think Cam starts the season, but he did not do himself any favors by breaching the protocol and he and the team somehow, not I don't, I'm not going to say butchering whatever the mandate was, but failing to follow through accordingly with his team approved visit to an off-site medical visit which then allowed which then forced him now to come back for five-day cadence and i just get brain tied thinking about all of these different things who knows we'll see how mac does okay yeah so ben said he wasn't great today at practice he's got joint practices against a former patriots coach who's going to do everything he can to try to flummox him. Who knows? For all we know, because of the relationship between Belichick and Joe Judge and all those former players, this could be the kind of week where Bill really, really, really gets his best look at Mac Jones because he funnels some strengths and weaknesses, some tendencies, and more than maybe Joe Judge and the 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 Jason Garretts and whoever the hell the defensive coach is for the Giants these days and all the players that are familiar with the Patriot system. Maybe he funnels some information to him like, yeah, he loves doing this or like watch out for him doing that and he's got a tendency to do this and this seems to really throw a curveball at him and he really just gets frustrated at this, you know. Blah, blah. Maybe that's how it works out. And if Mac passes this test with flying colors, mm -mm -mm, more juicy nuggets, more good stuff, we could finally have I haven't thought it's, I've thought it's maybe a competition at best, hardly a controversy, but maybe the competition will tighten up after Sunday's game and these joint practices between the, they might be New York football giants and your New England Patriots. Then we have two weeks off and that gets a few more reps. Think Bill Belichick wants to be left with a practice squad wide receiver starting at quarterback in a game this year when Many of us do believe the Patriots have a chance to at least compete for the AFC East and or wild card spot and get back to the postseason where they belong and where they live for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I doubt that. Very, very interesting indeed. Some good stuff from Ben Volan today. Some good audio provided by our guy, Anthony Parziali, the Spaz Man, our producer extraordinaire. Thank you. Good job, Spaz. Thank you, Ben Volan, once again. You can follow him at Ben Volan and read him in the Boston Globe. On Friday, we will have somebody from the New York Giants beat to talk about joint practices in anticipation of Sunday's preseason pretend game finale between the Patriots and the Giants from MetLife Stadium. Or sometimes it's JetLife. Two teams, one lousy stadium. Who cares? We'll have fun on Friday. And then we'll be back Monday to review the game 
and then make our predictions heading into the season. Okay, folks, this is your New England Training Camp Live episode, wrapping up on Monday, August 23rd, 2021. Nick Stevens, a.k.a. your old pal Fitzy here. Please follow me on the socials at FitzyGFY, and listen to me filling in on Monday through Friday, depending on who's out and what I can do, on WEEI-FM Saturdays with the Fitzy and Mega Show from 1 to 4, contributions at WEEI.com, and all over where Patriots information is sold. Uh, take care of yourselves. Thanks again for listening. God bless. Drink up. And as always, go Pats. Talk to you Friday, folks.